Welcome back to the Longest Yard Podcast. We're with Paul Merrick. No Charlie Ingenberg today. Paul, how are you doing? I'm good, Son. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. You know, kind of miss Charlie at home, but you know, he's in Orlando with his buds. Yep, he is with his buds. We'll call him buds for now. Yeah. Paul, we didn't, we didn't have you on for a little while. How, how have you been, man? Man, I've been good. It's it's glad to finally be back and kind of answer some questions about the Super Bowl. I know that was a main topic the past weekend, so let's yeah, just go well, ahead and dive in. Let's get right into it. So what were your first reactions on the, the game? I mean, pretty big game. You know, I was very indecisive on who I was going to take. I, I ended up taking the Chiefs. I doubted them after halftime. It was uh, – they were down, I think, seven. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, a three and five years of starting, I think Kansas City has a great future among their hands. Yeah, definitely a dynasty they have going down there in Kansas City. I mean, yeah. San Francisco, they had a 10-0 lead in this game. I thought Brock Purdy had a comfortable chance of winning the – his first Super Bowl in his second year, he was going to dethrone Patrick Mahomes with a stacked roster. So I kind of – I had the 49ers. I said they had the best, you know, talented roster in the NFL. Such a well-balanced team, and I don't know why they couldn't get it done. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. Uh, Well, one big uh, controversial kind of thing was the coin flip in overtime. So uh, yeah. I can't remember who it was. 49ers guy called uh, – tails and they elected to have the ball i mean what are your thoughts on that they just didn't have the rules you know i've been scrolling on instagram and the occasional thing would pop up and it would say what are the 49ers doing and that's exactly right i don't think that kyle shanahan knew the rules of uh, overtime in the super bowl as for viewers that don't know both teams are able to uh, possess the ball even if one of them scores and i just don't think kyle shanahan knew that i i think he went out there and told his player Choose a, choose whichever side he wants, and let's take the ball if we win. And I just don't think that he knew what he was doing, and that may that may have screwed him over right there. So what do you I mean, think? Yeah, that's that's it's such a stupid decision to get that ball first. I get it on it. Like you want your defense to rest after Patrick Mahomes, after like one minute fifty three seconds drove maybe like seventy five yards, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you have to go let Patrick Mahomes go first. Get a stop on defense and let Brock Purdy do his magic. Because he was really playing well that game. Yeah, and even if they don't get a stop, I mean, they still have a chance to go down and match him. Yeah. So I think that was a really dumb move by Shanahan, whether he knew the rules or not. So, yeah, I mean, mean, the players, Fort Niners players acted like they didn't know the rule. Like Kyle Yushek came out of the game saying, oh, we weren't familiar with it. And that's just a lack of doing your homework. You had two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl, and you, you you just fail to do it. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs, you know, I'm not going to say they deserve to win this game. Everyone's saying it's rigged, but it's really not. I mean, the Chiefs played the better game, honestly. They did. I mean, the refs called a pretty clean game. It wasn't no, like, didn't come down to a P.I. call. It didn't come down to a mm-hmm. holding call. Shout out to the refs right there. Yeah, great game. Great game by the refs. So, Dre Greenlaw, he, yeah, he got injured running – well, I get this wrong on a Dr. Jones quiz. I thought he was celebrating. No, he was running onto the field after a, a stopped punt. He tore his wow. Achilles on that play. Just yeah. how much did that cost the 49ers in the Super Bowl? Well, I think he got them there. He, uh, through the early rounds of the playoffs, he was by far the MVP of that team on the defensive side. And they really needed him. 
kind of after he kind of went out. I don't. When when did he go out so hard? Was it like? Uh, I think second quarter. Second quarter. Second quarter. And that's kind of when we saw the Chiefs' first score, which is the second mm-hmm. quarter on a field goal. And then after half, like they just weren't able to stop Patrick Mahomes. That was a big injury. I think if they have Drake Greenlaw out there, I think they win that game. It's a big, big, big injury for the 49ers right there. I mean, yeah, that's one of their best defensive players, if not the best. When you yeah. have Nick Bosa, Chase Young coming off the end, it's always good to have a defensive lineman like Trey Greenlaw just causing commotion there up front, making Patrick Mahomes' life a misery. And, you know, you saw Patrick Mahomes, you know, he got really comfortable in that second half. He was yeah. able to drive the ball. He, I don't know, man, when that 51-yard MBS play was, maybe the first or first half. But still, that, that Dre Greenlaw just really – he I, why was he playing hurt? Because he had an Achilles injury before. He tried to play through it, and it pretty much costed his team to win. That is true. So, uh, we talked about Patrick Mahomes' last two drives. That first drive he had in the fourth quarter was like a 153 to go. Just what are your thoughts on that one? And do you think – I think it was uh, – Rasheed Rice was arguing with him before overtime. He was wide open. Yeah. So, just what are your thoughts on that that first that last drive in the fourth quarter? You know, I really think the Chiefs did a great job of running the ball and using that run to lead into play action. They started running play action more a lot more in the second half, and that's kind of when receivers started to get room. And obviously, if you have a guy like Mahomes, he's going to be able to create the space. But yeah, I think Mahomes under pressure, especially those last two drives, able to go down and score. I think that's just who he is. He's just a good football player. And, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco has made himself the starting running back of Kansas City. So, I think that that duo for the next couple of years with Rasheed Rice, it'll be nice to see the upcoming years. Yeah, Mahomes did a great job of, you know, staying in the pocket. When the pocket was about to collapse, he, you know, made stuff happen. He got out of the pocket. He was out over there just – getting that first down when they needed to. He, he didn't make any unnecessary plays. He had one interception, but that 49ers defense is so good, you're bound to have a one mistake. And it didn't even cost them. That's another thing. The 49ers got a couple turnovers in the game, just could not capitalize on them. That was another crucial point for them. Yeah. The, that second drive in overtime, after the 49ers kicked that field goal, they drove all the way to the red zone. I thought it was a great drive, probably – one of their best of the game. They couldn't put the piece together and let Patrick Mahomes, you know, do his magic. They found Travis Kelsey on the third and long to get to the inside the 10. And, uh, you know, he got MVS, that future jet. He got that yeah. touchdown. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Do you think he'll ever catch Brady in rings? You know, I think Patrick Mahomes, I mean, three in five years is insane. I think he ties Brady by the end of his career. He's been to four Super Bowls and five championship games, um, five AFC championship games. That yeah, I mean, that's just kind of unheard of. He's he he has experience as a young guy. I think um, yeah, I think Mahomes. I think he will tie him. I think he will get seven, all with the Chiefs. I don't, I don't think Mahomes is going anywhere anytime soon. That's but nice. yeah, I I think that uh yeah, I think he'll get seven. It's tough because you know Travis Kelsey has been his number one you know target, and they were really connecting the, with each other there in the second half. I think Kelsey had eight receptions for ninety two yards, 
So and and compared to the first half where he had one reception for one yard. Yeah. So that that chemistry is there, and when it's clicking, we saw that team is capable of winning a Super Bowl, even with like the lack of receiving help. I know they had a Rasheed Rice this year, young rookie receiver, but where was that other wide receiver play? Like Tony, he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't can't even name a second Chiefs wide receiver because you know they're nobodies. I think yeah. Patrick. I think Patrick Mahomes doesn't win the Super Bowl. Everyone's crying for Patrick Mahomes to get more help. So with that being said, do you think Patrick Mahomes needs more help in this year's draft? You know, I think the Chiefs will go receiver, but does yep. he need it? No. He he he's able to win with what he has. But if Kelsey is kind of as he gets older, like he's gonna need another guy. And I think Rasheed Rice could be his other guy. So um yeah, I mean, yes, it would be very helpful in the long run. For the, but for next year and, like, the year after that, I think he's just fine. Yeah, it's, I think they'll go – I think I've, I've mentioned this guy, like, at least three times on the podcast. Lad McConkey, he's sitting in that, like, 28 to 32 range. I think the Chiefs really like him. I think they love his route-running ability. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be scared to trade up just to get this guy because that talent – he's a, pretty much a, a white version of Kadarius Tony and doesn't really mm-hmm. cause that much drama. No, uh, so if they add a wide receiver in this year's draft, do you think the Chiefs can three-peat? Yes. I th- I think they will three-peat. Like, like, that is my early prediction. I know we'll say that later. But, um, yeah, I think the Chiefs do will have a very good chance of three-peating as long as they get through Lamar Jackson. I think that's the only thing that they're kind of having to worry about. I don't think they're too concerned with Josh Allen or anyone else, but – they can get through Lamar next year like they did this year. It shouldn't be a problem for them. A little timeout here. Do you think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are going to be together by next year's Super Bowl? Yes. And I think once they win the Super Bowl next year, he will propose. I mean, I was seeing stuff like the NFL script was saying that Travis Kelsey was going to propose to Taylor after the Super Bowl. I thought that would have been pretty funny. I think all the Swifties would have liked it. That would have um, been funny, but they've only been talking. Yeah, for, like a, a year. Yeah. Maybe had a good Valentine's Day, maybe. We don't know. Yeah, probably would have a good Valentine's Day. Some guy who did not have a good Valentine's Day is Steve Wilkes. He was fired yesterday as the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco Giants. Bro, how do you think he feels? Like, he got his team to the Super Bowl leading probably NFL's number one defense, maybe number two behind the Baltimore Ravens. And getting fired is something not really his fault. No, not at all. Injuries, I mean, as we said, Trey Greenlaw, I mean, like, you can't control that. And, again, as I said earlier, he stays in the game. They have a very high chance of winning the Super Bowl. So, I think firing him, I don't think that's a good move at all. But we'll, we'll see what they do. I mean, the 49ers aren't dumb. They they kind of know what they're doing. But I don't know what they're doing. Like So, I mean, I can't really speak for him, but I don't think it was a good idea, but maybe it was. Couldn't tell you. What do you think? Ooh, this it's not even his fault because, well, they did stack up on defense, and I thought they were going to win because defense wins championships. They added Nick Bosa there at the trade deadline. They have – I'm sorry, they, have Ch- they added Chase Young at the trade deadline, and they already had Nick Bosa. They had uh, Jimmy Ward 
And, you know, we mentioned Dre Greenlaw. They have uh, Trent Williams there on the offensive line. So, man, that defense is, is crazy. And yeah. they just couldn't get the job done. They didn't get the job done in 2020 when they lost to the Chiefs. I thought this was the year. You know, Kittle said, we're coming for vengeance. And, and he put up a dud of the game. So yeah. This not even on him. It's not even – it's not his call to pick who gets the ball first. It was the players, Shanahan's. I, I don't think it's a good move for the 49ers. I don't know where, what direction they think they're going to be going in. It's, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. A desperation move. And I think he was a good guy, too. I think all the players really liked him. I always saw him on TikToks bouncing around with the guys. So, yeah, I think this was definitely a questionable move. But we'll see what they do. So, I mean, the, I mentioned the 49ers in 2020. They lost to the Chiefs. Four years later, the guys are a little bit older. They lost to the Chiefs. Do you think they can, like, rebound from this? Because they got to pay McCaffrey. You got to pay Brandon Ayuk. And you got to play Brock Purdy as well as, as well as like Chase Young, and uh, I think Nick Bosa already got his bag. So, do you think this is like the final straw for the 49ers? No, I, I mean, I think the 49ers, I don't think their main concern is money because we know they have a bunch of it. But yeah, I mean, I think this year was definitely their best shot. Um, Brock Purdy did prove that he should be the starter in San Francisco as long as he has the weapons he has around him. Brandon Ayuk. You could uh, argue that he was the wide receiver one this year. He had a very good year this year, him and uh, Debu both. So, yeah, I think the 49ers, this was definitely their year. But they can maybe sneak into another uh, Super Bowl in the next two, three years. See, what I'm scared of is, you know, when, when they pay Purdy and when they pay McCaffrey, I mean, they're not paying Purdy very much. He's on, like, less than a million-dollar salary. So that roster space is flexible so they can bring in guys like Chase Young and kind of extend them. And they can bring in the Christian McCaffrey's of the world and create this, like, Thanos dynasty that they wanted to do. But once they have to pay these guys, man, I don't – it's going to become more uh, more tight for that San Francisco front office. And the Chiefs have done it just because Patrick Mahomes is – you know, he's a generational talent. You don't find that very often. Uh, and Travis Kelsey again. He's a generational talent too. You remember? Did you see the that thing where he yelled at Andy Reid? Yeah, where he quote said, "I just wanted to tell him I love him." I mean, only generational players can get away with like yelling at their coach like that. Like, how would you feel if you started yelling at Coach Sharnigan? Man, he would he would not like it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like, especially the, the way he like yelled it. He kind of sounded yeah. scary. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll move into halftime here. You watched Usher's halftime show, right? I did, yes. Yeah. yeah. What, did you, what did you think of it? He's a very good-looking dude. I like, I, like <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. When that dude took off his shirt, I, I, I had to leave the room. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, you know, I, um, it, it was good. It, it was good. Uh, I don't think – People are saying it was a top three halftime show. Like, oh, come, come on. No, nah, man, Travis Scott's was, like, pretty good. Uh, I like the uh, well, the weekend. Yeah. Weekend did a good job. But I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't call it top three. No. I wouldn't even call it top five. Maybe – no, no. Maybe he's weekend well, at the five, six spot. I mean, he brought out some pretty, like, good celebs. Like, no Justin Bieber. But he, he did bring out, like, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, uh, Lil yeah. John. Yeah. 
One thing I did kind of want to point on, the lip singing, man. We got to stop that. Because when, like, like when the TV puts the camera right up on their face and they're just not even singing and, like, the whole stadium is shaking and bro's singing, but he's not even singing. I think that I'm not I'm not a big fan of that, but it's whatever. I mean, you know, I watched the first half of it. It was kind of slow. My it mom was. called me down for dinner. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm not really missing much with Usher. Came back and they were playing, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was, like, that's a pretty good song. I mean, it's 20 years old. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, watch this, watch this. It was a pretty, pretty good song. I, I like yeah, it. Was. I mean, got the whole stadium kind of hyped. Got me a little hyped, not going to lie. I didn't have to leave the room, but you know, it got me pretty hyped. Got me hyped for the second half. So, do you think Brock Purdy, you know, he's going to be back? I don't know if they'll be with the 49ers, but do you think he kind of proved himself in this game as a legit quarterback, a Super Bowl contending quarterback? Let's say that. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't have a turnover, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. He's a great quarterback. I mean, from Mr. Relevant to almost a Super Bowl champion, I, I think he will be back with the 49ers. The 49ers, they don't want to go out and get a quarterback that they're going to have to spend a lot of money on or pay more than what they would have to pay Brock Purdy. I don't think they're going to pay Brock Purdy that much, but I think he'll get a respectable amount for him to stay with San Fran. But And, yeah, I think that, again – I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after that, but I, I think they make the Super Bowl one more time. Uh, I think he, he'll get one more go at a Super Bowl. I mean, he was throwing dots to all of his receivers, like Jawan Jennings. Uh, I think George Kittle got one play, but, you know, he made it kind of count. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was obviously a great factor. And Christian McCaffrey, he kind of carried this whole 49ers team the whole year. So I'm, I want to see what Brock Purdy is outside of McCaffrey. If he's you know a really good quarterback, or is he really just a you know product of the 49ers quarterback system? Yeah. So I just moving topics here is is the pressure on Kyle Shanahan now? You said what's on the the pressure? Yeah. Do you think the pressure is on Kyle Shanahan? He's lost two times in the Super Bowl, both to the Kansas City Chiefs. He is 0 for three in in Super Bowls all time. Yeah, I think the pressure is heavily on him, but I don't think the 49ers will move away from him. But, yeah, I think pressure's on. Like, players getting older, money's getting spent. I mean, I think that he's he's kind of like in a win-now situation. So, But if he doesn't get it done in the next two, three years, I don't know. He, he needs to win one, that's for sure, for him to be able to continue up his good legacy as a good head coach. But I don't know. We'll see. So that Steve Wilkes fire, ah, I mean, that kind of, like, signifies, like, I mean, Shanahan liked that guy. I mean, he hired him himself. They, I think, no, they moved off to D'Amico Ryans, right? Yeah, that's a, yeah. So they were, this is his, that was uh, uh, Steve Wilkes' first year as the defensive coordinator as the 49ers, and they let him go after having a, a top five defense in the NFL. But yeah. I think Shanahan liked him. I, I man, Shanahan, you you gotta win those games. I was really rooting for him this time, and he just took a sucker punch like he's always done in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers showed up. That's not the problem. It's more of like how he managed the game after like they were up ten to nothing. Looked like yeah. the twenty four to seven Lions 49ers game, except you know flip flop the size of that one. Yeah. So uh, Jawan Jennings, the Tennessee product, if only Engelberg, he, he, him and I would uh, go kind of crazy on this Jawan Jennings. But 
Man, he had a good – he had a passing touchdown to McCaffrey, and he caught one the first time since uh, Nick Foles. What were your thoughts yeah. on Jawan Jennings' game, his legacy game? You know, I thought after uh, – like after they were up a little bit, I was like, holy cow, I mean, this guy could really win MVP. I mean, he I, – I think he would have won MVP in the Super Bowl if they win that game. So that would have been pretty cool because – Obviously, we're in Memphis, Tennessee, a bunch of Tennessee fans. So that would have been pretty cool for my boys to experience a Tennessee player win Super Bowl MVP. Um, but, yeah, I think he had a great game. I think he had, like, five receptions for, like, like 60 yards or something like that and a touchdown to that, pass. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was something like that. So he had a great game. Brock Purdy was able to find him. Yeah, I think he'll be back next year with the 49ers and have a decent season. I think okay, – okay, yeah. Four receptions, 42 yards with one touchdown. And then yeah. the passing touchdown was like a 20-yard pass. Um, just to get the official stance, metrics on yeah. that. And Jawan Jennings, I mean, I kind of knew his name from Tennessee. I mean, I, I'm not going to say kind of. I knew his name from Tennessee. Kind of solidified himself in there in 2015 and broke out on the scene in 2016 with the Harold Mary to Georgia. Big play versus Florida. I mean, this guy's got great hands, as we saw in the Super Bowl. Big physical guy. He's been making plays with the 49ers all of his tenure there, just making big blocks. And you don't really see much of him, but this guy's – they call him third and Juwan. Yeah. Like, you know, this guy's Mr. Reliable for Brock Purdy. And, you know, the 49ers don't make it to the Super Bowl without him. So, Juwan Jennings, he – I'm not going to say kept him in the game, but he did a lot of things right in this game. And I don't think he really did anything wrong in this game. I voted him for Super Bowl MVP – as you said, I thought Jawan Jennings had a great game. Excited to see him, you know, ball out, hopefully with the 49ers next year. Maybe he gets another wide receiver opportunity somewhere else. He had a great game. And two guys who also had great games were Harrison Bucker and Jake Moody. So, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on their field goal records? I think, uh, uh, yeah, that that's obviously pretty cool. The two highest uh, or the two longest, excuse my my language, the two longest field goals in uh, Super Bowl history happened in that game. Uh, I was kind of surprised that it was only like 57 yards was the one or 58 was the one to break it. But it was pretty cool to be able to experience that. And Moody and Bucker have been good for them all year, so. Yeah, you mentioned that Moody was good for them all year. I'm yeah. not gonna say he lost them the game, but you know they had a chance to go up 17 to 13 and kind of force. Whoa, 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 whoa! Is that really his fault though? He missed it, bro. He missed it. That's it. He, he got a block. Yeah, but you gotta kick it higher, man. You gotta you gotta anticipate that he's defensive line doing something like that. True. I mean, Moody, man, you forced Patrick Mahomes to get a touchdown. Instead of a field goal there, which they, I mean, I'm, uh, it, it's tough not to look, circle that that one or the muffed punt, where the Chiefs both capitalized on. It's tough yeah. not to. I'm not gonna say blame it on him, but like you know, point some fingers. Yeah. Uh, so Kittle being a non-factor, how much did that hurt Brock Purdy and the 49ers? Uh, I think it definitely it definitely hurt. I think I saw him run back to the locker room for some portion of the game. So, mm-hmm. I don't really know what all that was about. Maybe he was – I think like, he had uh, something going wrong with, with his shoulder. But, yeah, you know, I mean, he was still he was still on the field. He was still there for the boys. You know, he wanted vengeance, didn't get it. But he was there to, you know, go to war. Yeah, I, I don't – I can't recall his stat line. But, yeah, I mean, 
I definitely don't remember seeing Kittle too much in the game with him uh, having the ball. I mean, Kittle receptions a, for four yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean George Kittle. Come on, man. Okay, one of them was a fourth and three. He was a four yard catch. The other one was a no no gain. Come on, Kittle. Yikes. And that, the forty nine. The weird thing is, the forty nineers were down in this game, and you know we had seen them be down every single game of this league. You know the playoffs. I'm like, okay, bet the forty ers have a great fire under their bottoms, and they're gonna like storm back and win this game, seventeen and thirteen. That just doesn't happen with Patrick Mahomes, because mm-hmm. you know that that uh the Chiefs defense or the Chiefs offense didn't really perform well versus the Ravens well enough to get the job done. But I was kind of expecting that same performance from uh, the San Francisco 49ers to, like, stop Patrick Mahomes, just keep him at 13 points, and they let it escalate too far. Yeah. Do you think they should have used CMC more? Uh, I mean, that's that's tough. I think they used him the right amount. I mean, he was getting hit a little bit in the backfield some plays, but then he was also getting five, six yards of play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could say they used him more, but Purdy didn't make really too many mistakes with the ball in his hands, so you can't really say that they really needed to use him more, but it wouldn't have hurt to give him four or five extra carries. I think they're a <clears> – <throat> that was bad voice crack. I think their Achilles heel was kind of – you know, they'd use McCaffrey to get like a seven, eight-yard gain, and then they'd use him again, and he'd get like a two, three-yard gain. They'd give the ball to him again. And he gets stopped, and like the 49ers would be like a third and long, and they couldn't really force anything. They'd miss it, it'd be another. I think I remember that uh, that second half got off to a really slow start, like punts back to back. And it, it was kind of a tough watch until like the end, where you know, Patrick Mahomes really got, got me on my seat, and just kind of like I just I don't know, it was kind of fun watching that. I mean, just as an NFL fan, just watching those last two drives, and he put together like I don't know. That's just some type of stuff. You just reminded me of Tom Brady. He just had that clutch gene in him. Yeah. So now that the Super Bowl is over, the season is over, you know, what's next in the NFL? You know, the draft is the 25th to the 28th. Uh, Do you think – so the question now is uh, the Chicago Bears are on the clock. Do you think they trade the pick or they they select a quarterback slash wide receiver? I think they select the quarterback and get rid of Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields is good. I just don't think he's good enough. Like mm-hmm. everyone's saying, oh, oh, I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to be – but is he better than Justin Fields? Well, Justin Fields is solid, but, like, you got really good potential with Drake May and Caleb Williams. I don't care who they pick, but if they pick one of those two quarterbacks, I think it's going to be a very good option for them. And so we saw the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, that whole – that whole franchise like changed when they selected uh Patrick Mahomes. And look what he's done. He's well, like you said, three Super Bowls, five years. That's what happens when you select a guy like Drake May or Caleb Williams. I think one of those guys can be the game changer. And if I'm gonna be honest, I think it's gonna be Drake May. You know, Caleb wow. Williams. Yeah. Caleb Williams, you know, the, the stats don't amuse me too much. You know, he moves around the pocket like Patrick Mahomes, and he certainly can throw it like Patrick Mahomes. But the way Patrick handles things off the field and doesn't let his, like, distractions from his wife or brother or even his dad, for that matter, getting his third DUI, doesn't really yeah. affect him on the field. He kind of he, – he's a stone-cold man. Uh, 
except when he's at the Super Bowl parade, just going crazy, getting flushed. I think yeah. I think Caleb Williams is just not he's not built for the NFL. And you know, maybe I'll get proven wrong in a couple months and we'll come back to this this episode and say how wrong I was. I think Drake yeah. May's a you know, much better he's much he's better fit for the NFL. He's a Let's see, he makes the good plays, and he didn't have a good year at UNC, to say the least, but the numbers don't lie for him. The, the yeah. game, the game film, he's been hanging out with Eli Manning. This mm-hmm. dude's already, like, hanging out with legends, and Caleb Williams just doesn't attract that uh, lure for me. Yeah, one other thing I kind of wanted to uh, kind of hint on, it's kind of, do you remember the last time a quarterback from UNC was selected in the top three? UNC top three? Mm-hmm. Ooh. And it was to the Bears. It was to the Bears. Dang. Oh, I can't I can't I can't end this one. Mitchell Wait, no. Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitch Trubisky. I, I mean, obviously Money Mitch hasn't really lived up to the number two overall pick, but I don't know. Maybe uh Drake May can kinda circle back. Yeah, maybe they learned their lesson. Maybe they don't want right. to go to UNC. I mean, if I if I were the Chicago Bears GM, Ryan Poles, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd probably stay away. I'd probably draft. Man, it's tough. I think I would stick with Justin Field. I think he performed well with DJ Moore. I would probably draft Morgan Harrison. But the draft picks, man, oh, I would definitely get, go for the draft picks. Yeah. Because you're getting like two firsts and probably you probably drop down like, I don't know. Let's say the, the the Patriots trade up. You'll get the number three pick. You can draft Marvin Harrison and get potential picks where you can package for another superstar. So I think true. the allure is too good. So they'll keep Justin Fields, which is good, but they'll add another generational talent in Marvin Harrison. I just Junior. don't know if Justin Fields is good enough. Yeah, I get that because, you know, the inconsistency has been there. He'll have games where he looks really good. And you'll have games where you think he's like the running back, like Lamar Jackson kind of. Yeah. So I guess that that's a great transition. The running backs in the NFL, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs are both NFL free agents this offseason. They made a big standpoint last year to, you know, set that running back market. Now that they're both free agents and both of their teams have come out and said they're not going to franchise tag them. Do you think they can revive this running market, running back market that seems to be dead? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw, like, running backs just aren't getting paid as, like, enough as they should. But I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of going to throw this one over to you. I'm not as experienced with this. But I'll kind of hint off of what you say. Okay, so uh, the Chiefs drafted Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. You know, look what he's become. You know, he's become mm-hmm. a, a hard runner, good effective runner. How much do you really want to pay an aging running back? The guys that get hit the most – like we mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, those guys are like banged up every single day. You know, they're pretty much the dump off for the quarterback, and they make big plays happen. I don't, I don't know because that running market, running backs seem to be dead. You can find the same talent. You're not gonna find that same experience in the draft, but you sure can't find that you know surefire talent like the Chiefs did. And uh, they replaced I'm not, I don't even know like Kareem Hunt with Isaiah Pacheco. Or no, no, I'm sorry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire with Isaiah Pacheco. Now you don't even hear about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but you're hearing about Isaiah Pacheco. Just, you can replace running backs with the same, you know, talent. Just that experience is hard to, like, replicate. And you don't have that locker room effect. You know, Saquon Barkley is a captain of the New York Giants. 
you know, if he leaves the Giants, that whole running back room has kind of changed forever. You know, he's been a, a staple in that locker room. I would say the experience part is, you know, I wouldn't say necessary, but I think you can replace running backs, and this running back market becomes dead. Yeah. It's tough because Ezekiel Elliott, he's only 28 years old, and, you know, we think of him like a washed bum at this point. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, what are your way too early Super Bowl predictions? I think it'll be uh, I think it'll definitely be the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they're gonna win, but who they're gonna play against? It'll be the Packers. Do you think uh, the Super Bowl colors have to do anything with it this this year? No, I don't believe in all that. You don't like? Okay, okay. I'm not a believer in all see. that. Uh, this is tough because there's a lot of there's been a lot of teams willing to take down the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have a big target on their back more than the years past because um, they're the most hated team in the NFL. No, no NFL other no thirty one other teams don't want a dynasty in the NFL, and the Chiefs have pretty much done that. They don't want another Tom Brady in this league, and I think every team is going to have a chip on their shoulder playing the the Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs. Ooh, and to win it all, man, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's just it's just too alluring because Joe Burrow is the one guy who can stop Patrick Mahomes, and we've kind of seen that. Jamar yeah. Chase being healthy, T. Higgins, maybe his last run with the Bengals, uh, clean up that offensive line, get some better defensive players, and I think the Bengals can make a big run next year. Mm-hmm. And just to, you know, end, end everything here, the EA Sports trailer dropped. What were your first impressions on that? L. Complete L. Complete L. We didn't, really? You didn't like it? Yeah. No gameplay. We didn't get to see one bit of gameplay. That's that's what I was really hoping for. It I mean, the graphics look good. I mean, the Rose Bowl, yeah, we saw right. the Rose Bowl look really pretty good. They mentioned Neyland Stadium in there. And players yeah. look realistic, too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm very excited for this game. But, I mean, we'll see what's kind of popping. I'm excited to get my hands on the game. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I'm excited they got Tennessee in the trailer. I mean, big thing coming to Knox, question mark, Joe Kim Dodson, eyes emoji. Yep, we're uh, going to get Joe Kim Dodson on this podcast soon. Yeah, I, I've tried to get Coach Chubb on the pod. Uh, if Coach Chubb, you're listening to this, like, you, you've blown me off twice, man. It, it's it's tough. Like, I want you on there. But Joe Kim, if we can make something happen, like, let's make something happen, man. Maybe we can, like, play with Joe Kim Dodson in the – that would be weird. E- playing a video game with Joe Kim on it. <laughs> Maybe. Joe Kim, like George McIntyre. Be pretty funny. That yeah. that pretty much wraps it up. Uh Paul, you got any last words to say? I just want to say thank you for letting me come back. And uh Charlie, oh, we miss no. you. No, no, we no we don't, Charlie. No, no, no we no we don't. Have have fun at your little convention or wherever you're at. Yeah, have fun in Orlando, Charlie. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.